Millennials are crushing it with their finances, but certainly pitfalls exist. Plus, what's driving costly travel plans for some young people? Hey guys, and welcome to Sky Blue Wealth Weekly, where we talk about earning more, saving more, and investing for your retirement. I'm your host, Eric Powers, owner of Sky Blue Wealth and a certified financial planner. I'm also fully licensed to practice before the IRS for any of my clients. I'm glad to have you here tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button to join our regular listeners. And thank you already if you're a subscriber. Now, what's on tap for today's episode? I've got great news about millennials who are doing pretty well with their financial planning and we will break down the not so good news that these young people need to be aware of as well. So let's get into it. And don't forget, we're going to talk about an odd travel phenomenon that has people spending more than they can afford on what they believe are once in a lifetime trips. Okay. According to a piece from Wall Street Journal, millennials are on track to have about 60% of their current pay covered in retirement. Now, this includes Social Security and retirement accounts added together. But compare that to the baby boomers and Gen Xers. These two groups are on track to cover only about 50% of their current pay in retirement. So obviously, there are some folks that are already retired. So why are millennials outpacing their older counterparts? It has a lot to do with psychology. Making something automatic makes it exponentially more likely that humans will take part in it, like having money automatically transferred to your savings each payday. In this case, we can point to an automatic enrollment in 401k plans, which is very customary now for new hires at many companies. In 2006, according to Vanguard, only 10% of companies had auto enrollment though. Now that number is about 60%. Believe it or not, Congress deserves credit here. It's a shocker, I know, but they passed a law encouraging companies to make 401k enrollment the default for newly hired employees. One guy quoted in this article said that he got a letter from the new employer saying he would be auto-enrolled and he literally just rolled with it. Never gave it a second thought. Now, had the company asked him if he wanted to enroll, also known as an opt-in, now that would have required action, right? But as it is now with many people, including younger folks, we're busy and have lives to live, so this young man may never have gotten around to enrolling in that 401k we mentioned. You see, automatic action is powerful, and they work both ways, negatively and positively. What happened when the government offered a pause on student loan payments during the pandemic? A huge chunk of students nearly tore Uncle Sam's arm off grabbing that deal, and they didn't have to fill out a form or anything. Pausing the payment was automatic just don't send another payment until Uncle Sam says so. But students in debt could have just kept on making payments, paying down the debt, instead of just letting that debt sit there waiting for them. And now payments are starting back up and it's a shock to the system for many students because they got used to having that extra money in their budget. When things are automated, humans tend to go along with the default option. Again, human nature. Now this report did have an obvious finding too that those in lower income across the generations were not on track to have enough to cover them when they were in retirement. What isn't so obvious is this though. Lower income workers are also behind the eight ball because jobs that pay very little often don't offer a 401k plan either. On that note, take a listen to our recent podcast episode where we mentioned a few companies that offer a 200% 401k match. Now, as for millennials overall financial picture, They're facing major roadblocks to wealth building despite typical earnings more than baby boomers or Gen Xers did at the same age, despite having more access to 401ks and the auto enrollment aspect. What are those roadblocks? 
college debt is one. And as I mentioned, after three and a half years, those paused government loan payments are ramping back up as of October 23. We have to wonder how many Gen Z kids have taken a different route after seeing their older siblings with mountains of student loans. Anyway, another rough roadblock for otherwise successful millennials is the high, no, the outlandish cost of home ownership currently. Listen to this. Monthly costs of new mortgages are now about 42% of the U.S. median household income. 42%. That's insane. And that's 10% higher than on the eve of the 2008 housing crash. It's not to scare anyone. Residential housing demand is still high and supply is low. But those ratios to income are concerning. And some young people are even giving up on buying a home. An example was a gentleman in New York who said that their $3,000 a month rent was high, but way less than $5,000 a month it would cost to buy the apartment. About a million dollar apartment that he called not that great. Wow. In fact, this guy and others said that they were spending money on experiences in lieu of being able to afford a house. And there's proof too. This is not just anecdotal. The experiential economy is on the uptick. Travel and event tickets are one example. Ticketmaster sales are up nearly 18% year over year, and not just due to their 167 add-on fees. And get this, Ally Bank reported that their savings platform called Buckets. They reported that their customers are putting about one and a half times as much money in fun buckets versus long-term savings buckets. And before I get to the next roadblock that millennials face, here's the odd travel trend that is causing some young people to put major trips on their credit cards. It seems that many are so concerned about the climate change that they're afraid that some destinations won't look the same if they wait too long to visit them, like ice caps or glaciers going away, according to one person interviewed about this issue. And who knows, events like wildfires in Maui are proof that terrible events can strike any location and in the blink of an eye, or caused over the long haul. I just found that tidbit pretty interesting. And before we get to the last roadblock facing young people and their finances, don't forget to sign up for the email newsletter to get insider updates. The link is in the show notes. I think one reason for millennials doing so well lately is better pay after the great resignation around 2020 and 2021. Companies had to offer a bump in pay and benefits or risk losing even more quality employees. But now the tide has turned. The job market has slowed down some and fewer people are quitting, either quietly or loudly, it doesn't really matter. And certain sectors have big time layoffs, the tech industry most notably. Indeed.com did report that job postings are down about 15% compared to September of 22. And employers are saying that salaries will not rise as much in 24 as they did in 23. Combine all those job factors with college loan payments and sky-high home prices, and things get a little tighter in household budgets for younger workers. They can't just ask for more money and automatically get it. Company budgets have tightened in many industries. Also, employees have less leverage since they can't go across the street and get a similar job from a desperate company now. Companies just aren't as desperate for workers as they once were. That ship sailed pretty quickly, but it's not all bad news in the job sector. I saw a chart that showed overall job satisfaction was the highest it's been since 1987, when I was a kid. The low point was around 2010, when lots of people had no jobs at all after the housing collapse and I'm sure many workers were in jobs that they would have left if they had better options. And by the way, 22's job satisfaction rate showed about 67% of workers were satisfied at work, a nice jump from 2020 when the rate was 56%.
To be clear, the chart that I saw covered all age ages and not just millennials. So now let me give you my take on all of this. Millennials get a bad rap sometimes, so I'm glad to see that they're doing well financially and on track to do well in retirement. Saving money isn't easy, no matter which generation you grow up in. Baby boomers face severe hardships, rough working conditions as one, but many had access to pension plans that people today would love to have. Gen Xers got rocked by the housing meltdown, but benefited from the technology advances that offered new opportunities, including the beginnings of remote work. Millennials and Gen Zers witnessed what their parents and grandparents went through, and no doubt that helped shape their outlook and their future plans. I just hope these current roadblocks don't dishearten younger people because they are proving to be successful in planning for their financial futures according to these stats that we covered. Now, each of the three challenges that we talked about earlier can be overcome. College loans can be paid down just like a mortgage. Worrying about the ridiculous inflated costs of college won't help to pay the loans off. Yes, they are inflated, but there are companies that help employees with tuition reimbursement. Plus, there are skills that can be developed that can get you a big raise, regardless if average wages are going up or not. Developing valuable skills also helps to ensure that you're not at the mercy of the turbulent job market. And as for home prices, all I can advise is patience. You wouldn't believe what some baby boomers did to get their first home. And sure, prices are high right now, and baby boomers are the primary owners. Their payments might have been just $92 a month, but they lived in a four-room house until they could add on room by room in many cases. By the way, four rooms, not four bedrooms, folks. And with that, we'll close out this episode. My contact information is in the show description. It's easy to set up a consultation with me. Do you have a 401k rollover question? Do you want to save for your kid's college fund? Or are you getting near retirement age and want to go over your plans and understand the taxes around that? I'm here to answer all of your questions. Schedule an appointment today. My contact information, again, is in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.